Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the... of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. Hi guys, it's Oddcast. It's me, Dreadful Dan G, once again, here as always with the irrepressible Irresistible and iridescent, Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. How how is everyone? How are you, Dan? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, um, enjoying a lovely slice of music. It's in a shit. It's in a shit, indeed. It's our occasional music series where we take a specific artist or genre, and we each present both a solid gold, bona fide hit, with a side order of something that we each consider to be pure excrement. Mm. Which sometimes can be quite tasty. In its own yeah. <laughs> sometimes we like the taste of each other's, <laughs> <laughs> each exactly. other's shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's a surprise for everyone when that happens. <laughs> so in this episode, uh, the theme is going to be British post-punk indie guitar bands of the 1980s. Mm. And to give you an idea, I think, of what I mean, should we just go straight into my hit, mm. which is The Icicle Works. You bear 
so that was uh, the Icicle Works with their track As the Dragonfly Flies mm. um, from their debut album, uh, self-titled album, that was released in 1984. Um, do you like the Icicle Works, Sam? I have never even heard of the Icicle Works before this very moment in time. <laughs> um, and I really like that song. That was great. Ah, oh, great. I only chose the theme for this episode because I wanted to play you something by them. <laughs> I thought you'd like it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was I was listening to it going, this could be released today and I'd still think it's fresh and cool. And um, yeah, it's just great. Like the harmonies were great. The drumming was great. The construction, I guess, or whatever, composition of the song itself was great. Um, yeah, and I'd never heard it before. Um, that's great. It's cool. I love that. I um, <clears throat> Sorry, got a bad sore throat. I love that chorus. Mm. You are what you are. Mm. And great. it kind of reminds me a little bit of Idlewild, especially the track, yeah. Listen to What You Got. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. You say that. It's, um, yeah, there's something about it uh, that feels quite Idlewild, Idlewildy. Where are they from? I don't think they're British, but I um, don't know. I'm not sure. I think somewhere up north, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather Scottish, wouldn't they? But um, yeah, I can kind of see that. It's got that because all their all Idlewild's choruses are a bit like kind of sing along um, in a really weird way, even though they're not like chanty or anything. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, melodious. Way, yeah, exactly. It's quite like a cool melody um, like that. But yeah, I think if you took that basic composition of a song and made it like maybe less 80s and more 90s indie yeah. like some thrashing kind of more indie rocky guitars or whatever. yeah um yeah that could easily be like an idlewild track or something um i just looked they were from liverpool um but yeah i don't i don't know much about them either this is just an album you know i'm always crate digging and i found this a few years ago and i recognized the name i think it was about a pound hmm. so I picked it up and it's only recently I was in the mood and I just thought, oh, I haven't, I haven't listened to that actually. I should put that on. And there were, yeah, there were like three or four songs. I was going to put something else on here. Um, but then I changed it at the last minute. I was like, no, let's go with this one. It's a bit rockier. <laughs> but uh, I reckon you should check that album out because there's a few other songs on there that you'll probably like if you were into that. So I was going to say, are they like well known? I've just not heard of them or not really. I think not really. Yeah, I see their name pop up every now and then, but um, I think they all splintered off and went off and like did stuff um, in, in other bands that really weren't that big either. World okay. Party, do you remember them in the 90s? No. no. Uh, so yeah, their name comes up a bit, but they seem a bit underrated. They were on Beggar's Banquet, so they yeah. were kind of lumped in you know, with all those kind of bands. Yeah. That's interesting. Um. You're next. What are you going to give us? A hit or a shit? Or shall we listen and uh, determine? (laughs) (laughs) See if we can... Well, you will decide yourself from me just telling you who it is, I think, before you've even listened to it. This is probably the only track I know by this band, which is The Boomtown Rats. She was 
Dan, you're a Geldof fan? No, I, I don't like him. I don't like his aura, his demeanor. It's all right. Right. Um, and I remember I always used to see them doing Rat Trap on Top of the Pops 2. It seemed to get repeated a lot. Oh, really? And I always used to really dislike that song. I don't know if you, so obviously you don't know that one either. Don't, well, I might have done and not even yeah. known it was them. I only know this as the, um, I was about to say Happy Mondays. Oh, God, Jesus, the only Boomtown Rat song. I guess the problem is with this, I should say, is that we chose British bands and it was only until the last second that I found out that I realised, I should say, they were Irish. Because for a second I was like, oh yeah, Bob Gerdle's Irish, isn't he? Are they all Irish? It's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So um, they're actually Irish, but I can't, I never understood why Bob, I mean, even like vaguely at the time of Live Aid, and obviously we were only like, what, four or something stupid. Mm, that, yeah. Um, even at the time um, when, like I was young and a kid and looking back and everyone talking about it or whatever, I was like, isn't he just the guy, the guy that did that I Hate Mondays song and that's it? Um, <laughs> like, who cares what he has to say about anything? And it's like, it's like he's made an entire career, he's always money, whatever. It just, it, like, it can't be just from Boomtown Rats. Pretty <laughs> much. The <laughs> thing is, this song like made it in America. So right. that's it. Once you're kind of like made in America, you're charmed, aren't you? Right. I don't think I they were ever that. really that big a deal uh, in the UK. But, like, mm. I, I never really liked their brand of new wave or post-punk or whatever you want to call it. It's very mm. pub-rocky to me. Yeah. There's something like kind of a bit stolid and drab about it. But yeah. um, Well, as well, it feels like completely unauthentic, I think, which is what really annoys me. Like the way he's singing it, the plonky piano at the beginning... I just like every little bit of it. I'm just like, oh God, I just can't stand it. Really don't like it. The harmonies on this are are really cheesy and a bit naff as well, aren't they, on this one specifically? Yeah. But I think this was their big single that kind of broke them. Yeah. um, Wasn't it the music video? He was in a school. Yeah. I got that wrong. I think you're right, yeah. Um, Funny thing is, Sam, about the time that I bought that Icicle Works album Mm. from the same bargain bin... I did buy two Boomtown Rats albums, Ugh. one of which was The Fine Art of Surfacing, um, which is the album that this single is taken from. And, uh, at some point, I was doing like a prune of my collection, trying to get rid of some records, and I was like, oh, those two Boomtown Rats can probably go, but I should probably actually listen to them first. Right. And I put them on, and both of them, I was like, there's actually about three or four songs on each album that I quite liked, so <gasps> I kept them. <laughs> songs that you like Tommy. yeah I mean I might I mean I've just not given it a time of day I just hate this song and that's enough to me just not yeah. to listen to anything else I mean quite rightly but yeah there's some better <laughs> there is better stuff on that album I really don't like that either mm. um, Diamond Smiles I think it's quite good Wind Chill Factor minus zero that's quite dramatic that's quite a good one right but yeah there's some other there is some other rough stuff as well so yeah oh dear well, let's carry on, I guess, <laughs> with the with the shitness. Mining the shit. Yeah, mine the shit out of this. <laughs> What's your one? What's your next one? So, I've gone for something, another band that, I mean, until this week, uh, I'd never heard of them. But I just happened to randomly hear this song, and I just thought, oh my God, 
I think these guys were probably a kind of post-punk band uh, towards the end of the 70s, beginning of the 80s. Right. But by the time this song came out, I think which is like 1987, they have morphed to incorporate pop sheen and some sort of like glam hair metal posturing. So mm. this is Jean Loves Jezebel with the track The Motion of Love. to unpack there (laughs) (laughs) um i guess like okay so firstly uh, okay the music start with the music before going on to what i just saw in that video um i can see why you hated that song i didn't mind it i didn't mind it maybe as much as you hated it Uh, the reasons why yeah is i mean it's pure 80s cheese fest and sometimes I quite like that. Two, the, the little like, woo, and his little, when he goes really high-pitched at the end of some of the choruses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what's he doing? But I liked the way that he can't really, it feels like he can't really sing properly. Yeah. And I actually quite enjoyed that. Right. <laughs> listening, <laughs> listening to it. I was like, it feels like a bit like, I don't know, like, we're talking about like post-pug, but almost like, he, it's like, it doesn't sound quite right. And for some reason that makes it a little bit more interesting for me to listen to. Okay. So, so, but so in terms of the song itself, I can see why, like I would probably never listen to this again, I don't think, but I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. I didn't hate it, Dan. I'm actually all right. If this all came right. on, if this came on, yeah. I've, to be honest, I think if I heard this a lot, during the eighties and it came on, I would actually be like, motion. Oh, <laughs> I'll be like in my head going, yeah, that's not I quite like that. Um, it feels almost like a, yeah. um, stock Aitken and Waterman song and production. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's just pure, pure pop, catchy pop, right? Pure catchy pop. Now the music video, <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> So let me ask you a question. Are the two right? So there's a lot. There's a lot happening here. So the two guys, well, they're all guys, but the two. Okay, so they've got a guitarist who's the main singer. Yeah, right? they've also got another singer who's not the main singer. He hasn't got anything to do. He's just like singing on the choruses, but it's like it's just. I was like expecting him to be because obviously if you've just got a singer, you expect them to be the main singer. Exactly. Like, unless they're like 
a backing vocalist or something in the background that's not really part of the band or like Bez or something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, he's not the singer. The guy's a singer. He's also playing guitar and he's just going to help out. Okay, cool. All right, fine. Then I was like, they look like brothers. I think are they, they are, yeah. So all I know about this band is basically what I read on Discogs. Um, okay. Which is, it's very sad, Sam. Oh. Because there are currently two different groups called Gene Loves Jezebel. Right. Each fronted by one of the Aston brothers. Okay. Jay right. owns the copyright to the name in the UK and Michael owns the copyright in the US. Weird. So at some point they must have had a falling out and formed their own Gene Loves Jezebels. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he, he has nothing to do. So he's just left sort of awkwardly trying to sort of draw some attention to himself with some bad dancing. Yeah. The only time I've ever seen this before is like with the Beach Boys, where Mike yeah. Love isn't doing uh, the lead, which is actually right. about half the time. So he's just sort of left prancing around, trying right. to get some eyes on himself. And it's always <laughs> it's always distracting, because it's kind of like a bit, you know, you're aware, so it's always a bit awkward and embarrassing, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it made me laugh here. Yeah, it's weird. I guess like, the so whatever, the main guy with a guitar, I liked... Um, like they all look like eighties, like posers or whatever. Yeah. I guess what I enjoyed more about his thing and the way that he looks very strange is that he kind of leaned more into the how do I put this? Like the more effeminate side of it, yeah. which I actually prefer more than it's like the kind of like cock heavy, like macho thing, which obviously a lot of those bands did. Yeah, but like these big hairs, like but he like went full into like almost like the Mick Jagger or something, even though Mick Jagger is yeah. something else, but as in like, he's kind of doing that posturing, but it's all like a little bit like, yeah, just effeminate. And he's like kissing the air and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't actually mind that so much. When he was like 
wanking his guitar off like a big dick. I was a bit like, yeah, that's kind of more <laughs> the stuff I was kind of expecting him to do. Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was a bit mesmerizing just to watch him, which I suppose is part of the, maybe part of the um, appeal. And uh, yeah, it was um, unique, a unique experience. I like the fact the drummer just literally could not look any more yeah. normal. Like he's the most normal looking guy who's just wearing some eyeliner yeah. and happens to be playing drums. He's got um, a really clean look. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like the other brother who's kind of moping around with his like chest, like his like um, open chest or whatever. Like open chest, not like an autopsy. Yeah. In, he's showing his torso, let's say. And it's just that classic like teenage boy. Like there's nothing there. It's like just a thin man. Yeah. <laughs> Topless. Mm, sexy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he just looks like a little boy because he hasn't got any like hair or anything on on him. Um, well, yeah. Sam, um, 1987, The House of Dolls is the album mm. that you want to be checking out now. Well, it's my next purchase <laughs> to dig it out. Um, what are you going to close the show with? I close the show. Actually, it's a good closer to the show. So this was quite difficult. I've chosen very mainstream tracks when really, yeah, I should have, um, I should have thought of something that's maybe a bit more special for you, basically. So it's a bit more like, what's Dan maybe not heard, which you've done nicely enough for me, and I've basically not returned the favour until <laughs> I've just gone, this is kind of what I think. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess the last track is by one of my favourite bands of all time, especially of that era, um, Smiths. <laughs> because it's still I still find it like a bit ethereal to like the rest of their stuff and I don't know just like music generally it's not even that weird but it just feels um it feels like there's like a darkness to it yeah. and it just still feels a bit different like to this day and even though like I'll go through all the Smith stuff and I enjoy it and I'll sing along and it all has its own thing and it each has its own you know uniqueness or whatever Whenever this song comes on, it just kind of like really pulls me in, I suppose, yeah. more than a lot of the other stuff does. And there's just something that there's just something about it which just feels like weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, what did you? What's your thoughts on Smiths and Morrissey? I guess these days is a bit of a can't you know object of controversy, much like everything else. I'll avoid the uh, Morrissey question. Um, <laughs> I think this track's amazing. Like you say, it's really different to anything. I think. Uh, else in their catalogue. And I did read Morrissey's autobiography. Have mm. you read that? 
the recent one. It, well, until it came out, it was about quite oh, a while three, ago. Four years ago, wasn't it? Oh, really? I was, still, this... I was still working in the publishing world, so... Well, I thought he's had one since ago. then where he came out and said that he basically had a boyfriend the whole time. Oh, really? And oh, no, I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Oh, okay. um, basically, no, that. I've read like Smith's books. Um, yeah, but not specifically Morrissey stuff. Well, he spoke about this song, I remember, in the book and about how at the time it was controversial. Um, what label were they on? Were they on Rough Trade? Oh, God, I can't remember. Or Beggars. I Um, honestly can't remember, I don't know. Well, whoever was at the label was basically like, this song um, is no good. I suppose because it's so different, which Mm -hmm. is why originally it was the B-side, wasn't it, to um, William, it was really nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is another, like mine, another 1984 song, obviously a vintage year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then I suppose like the weird thing about the Smiths, right, is that a lot of people, especially it seems Americans, think that these compilation albums are like their studio main albums. So I guess it got put on Hatful of Hollow and a lot of people think like Hatful of Hollow is the best Smiths album, right? Yeah. So it had like a new life. And I think then it got released as a single in, in the States and blah, 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 blah. So it went right. on. But I mean, deservedly so. Like you say, there's something just like, it's not kind of like robbing and like thrumming throughout the whole track that's mm. really strange and it's almost a bit shoegazy isn't it yeah i think i was going to say that's one of the kind of i guess this is one of the first songs that i listened to where the guitar effect had such a massive impact to the overall song mm-hmm. um and i hadn't really as far as i know anyway i hadn't really like um well at least nothing if i had listened to something like that it hadn't made as much of an impact as maybe this did this was the first time i was like how are they like this is obviously a guitar but like what are they doing here (laughs) like how is that happening and obviously i think it's just like a phaser and a delay and all this stuff it's nothing it's not like rocket science but it's used in such a way that it kind of gives this very like weird unique sound um and it's basically like four chords um essentially um (laughs) the actual main song um uh, it's not particularly, you know, it's quite a simple song. Um, and yeah, and it's uh, it's crazy how like with some guitar effects and stuff, you can make something sound that incredible and that kind of stuck with me, I guess. And yeah, I guess it is like weirdly maybe that kind of entry point into kind of shoegazy stuff as part of like a, my listening journey, let's say. Um, but yeah, I remember as well, like um, whenever it kind of, it it never really... So I guess like start getting to Smiths, I feel like was I kind of got into them when it wasn't cool. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you know what I mean. It's like before um, they had like a bit of a resurgence. Yeah. So like late nineties, early noughties, I guess. Like you know, it was it's kind of listening to them more and more um, as you can as you probably might remember. Yeah. And then um, yeah, and then they kind of got cool again. Um, and I remember like I was watching Wedding Singer, if you remember that film, I can't remember when that came out. Um, that might have been like 99, 2000. Yeah, like sounds about right. Yeah. And I remember um, when it came on, I was just like, oh my God, they played a Smith track. That's crazy. Like some good stuff in that <laughs> Wedding Singer album, to be honest. I, I actually quite like that film. It's probably <laughs> one of my favorite Adam Sandler ones. Um, and it just suddenly like gave that 
it kind of came on like a way it's like a sad bit. I think he's like walking to his house. He's been dejected or whatever. And it's like, and I was just like, my God, this song is so epic. Like yeah. just watching this film. And now like, it's kind of weirdly turned this film on its head. It's only like five seconds of it. But I was just like, my God, I just love, um, it just made me think, um, realize like how important Smiths are and how great they are just from watching something like the wedding singer and it coming in and just like, blowing that world up um, yeah weirdly and you still kind of hear it in some songs or you know they've got like oh here's some like indie kid from the 80s and some kind of like stranger things type tv show or whatever and they'll be like listening to our scene is now by the smiths or something like that <laughs> and you're just like fuck's sake but um yeah top track by top band truly um so that was good to have a, a bona fide classic that we can both agree on mm. to uh, wrap things up here. Yeah, exactly. Some good uh, good stuff there. And I'm looking forward to uh, listening to the, the Icicle Works um, a bit more as well. I kind of want to listen to it again right now, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was that, it was that bloody good. In that case, well, I'll let you, let you go and get on with that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come together again. At some point, for more hits and shits. The hits and the shits, together. <laughs> All right, see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 